Hey everybody, welcome to the Crohn's Fitness Food Podcast, dedicated to raising awareness, sharing IBD stories, and offering support for those with Crohn's and colitis. Together, we can share knowledge, experiences, and help show the world the many faces of IBD. Well, hi, everyone. Thank you for joining me today for another episode of the Crohn's Fitness Food Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Gish, Crohn's warrior since 2006 and lifelong fitness fanatic. My guest today is Sylvia Tam. She's an ulcerative colitis warrior who spent nine years working in the gluten-free food industry and is now bringing her expertise to the Crohn's and colitis community. She's the founder of Beviva Foods, which you might recognize as the Purpo products, and she's committed to creating innovative snack solutions for those of us with IBD. Thank you so much for joining me today, Sylvia, and welcome to the show. Thank you, Stephanie. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have you here and to hear your your story and your journey and all about Beviva Foods. But before we do that, um, as you know, as a listener, why don't you go ahead and start by sharing your IBD story and a little bit about when you had your first symptoms and how your diagnosis came about. Sure. So I am currently a, a mom of three, and I'm quite proud of that because it does take a lot of work as a parent mm-hmm. of one that has IBD. Um, but leading back, a lot of times I think of how um, kids, because I initially, when I first st- saw um, blood in my stool was when I was a teen. So that time I had you know, requested doctor's um, appointments. And by the time I got my specialist appointment, the bleeding had stopped. And the doctor said, that, oh, come back when it starts bleeding again. Well, I never actually went back. It was probably like 10 years or even more that I then went to the doctor and said, hey, I see it bleeding. And then they said, okay, let's do a a colonoscopy. And that's when I got diagnosed with uh, ulcerative colitis. Um, I wasn't completely alarmed because I do have members in my family, an uncle and a cousin who also have IBD. But it sometimes dawns on you when you realize that you have it. And my first my first reaction was, okay, go online. Let's mm-hmm. do search. What else can I do other than take medicine? So by the sounds of that, you know, I basically didn't even look at what medication he gave me because my mind was so set on trying to find other ways. Um, now, I, I'm yeah. going to jump in real quick. You mentioned you had other families with IBD, uh, family members. Were any of them on medications or or not? Did they, did were they both. kind of influence? Okay. Yes, they were both on medication. Okay. Yes. So tell me, I think you were about to get into it, but go ahead and tell me about that journey, what happened then when you you just knew right away you were not going to get on medication. So kind of what happened at that point? I didn't completely say no to it, but I didn't want to just agree to take it because mm-hmm. I know that usually you take that for uh, quite a long, long time. And I did lots of research um, as from childhood, my parents always grew, uh, raised me with taking uh, lots of herbal medication, or I didn't say medication, lots of herbs. And we would be traditional where we would take the herbs. It's usually a combination of like like 15 or 20 different ingredients. You boil it in hot water. Um, you It's probably about two hours that you boil it and then you drink it. And it's probably the most disgusting thing I, I've had. It's terrible. (laughs) Yeah. And so I never look forward to it. As a child, when I got a cold, I would sit there dreading to drink it. But now that I'm older, I see where my parents were coming from. And so I then decided to go to my herbalist who I trusted because she's given me so much other incidents where she has healed me and that I took start to teach or learn from her as to how I should be changing my eating lifestyle, what my diet should be like, um, and also having some herbs on hand when I did have a flare. Mm-hmm. So a lot of that really helped. I also looked into um, an exercise called Qigong. It's about Q-I. Oh, mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. about Q-I-G-O-N-G. <clears throat> and it's all, all about flow of energy. Um, and then that was also something that I, I looked into. But overall, I think my biggest take with flares is you really have to just be mindful as a habit of your stress levels, as well as just taking care of your diet, your eating, because 
you know, ultimately that's the fuel in our body. If you can't keep your mind on your body, then who is, right? So, yeah. and not being mindful is also a habit where you disregard how your stomach is saying, I, I'm hungry. Um, not, you know, not being, not eating when you're hungry is probably one of the things I try to tell my children. You know, mm-hmm. to eat when you're not hungry means you're keeping your body without that, you know, your gauge with that light turning on. You don't want to have your body telling you because it's too low at that point. And so um, just making sure that your body is at a, um, we'll go into a little bit more afterwards where we talk more about food, but um, mm-hmm. just kind of keeping, that's really what led up to, you know, where I am, where I haven't taken any medication, um, just managing through my lifestyle and my diet pretty much has, has helped me through the past years. And how long did it take from when you got your diagnosis? Obviously, the bleeding had come back. And after the colonoscopy, how long did it take until your symptoms of ulcerative colitis had really started to settle down? And did you have to um, tell me a little bit more about the herbs and kind of what that process took to really get everything under control? It took about, I would say, about a year to um, get everything settled where I was in a little bit more control of the flares. That Mm -hmm. way I didn't, like before I would just eat everything. I mean, I didn't really have, I was healthy eater, but I didn't really have any restrictions as to what I didn't eat. And so the whole changing of the diet, um, removing certain things and just, really is being mindful knowing that I have this disease. The one thing I didn't do is I didn't share it with anybody though. So I didn't Mm -hmm. tell anybody. And a lot of the journey of this change was all within myself and my family. Um, You know, when I traveled for business and I got to the trade show or went to a meeting, me feeling terrible inside, I didn't tell people, you know, why I could not go to dinner or why I could not do certain things. I was so tired. So, you know, that really, um, you know, I think that may have delayed my healing. But other than that, it was pretty much a year and I already got a good handle of how to control the flares. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what did it what did it look like? You mentioned your diet was before you weren't paying attention to anything. So did you start over that course of the year? Did you do anything like keep a food journal? And then did you end up were there certain things that you knew you needed to cut out and different foods you needed to bring in? I did. So I was advised to, first of all, eat little and often, which meant that I was eating every two to three hours. I'd be putting something in my mouth and making sure that I didn't get hungry, where if you get hungry, then you might overeat mm-hmm. um, or eat the wrong things. Also, skipping meals was my my most popular reason for having flares. (laughs) Yeah, Um, you probably are too. You know, when you work and you're into something and you want to finish things, you kind of put eating aside and then that becomes the trigger because then you get over hungry and you eat, but your stomach's already bloated. And then the evening is just, at that point, I can't even eat anymore. So, um, and then following that would be the diet, which again, as you say often, everybody is different. But Mm -hmm. for me, I regularly drink lemon water, um, Mm -hmm. warm lemon water. So I have one actually right now. I'm always sipping on that throughout the day because my understanding is that the lemon also helps with alkalining your um, your digestive system in there. Um, not sugar lemon water, though, just lemon mm-hmm. water. Um, do you do like just a half a half a lemon or a whole lemon? You squeeze that in? Um, you could do that. Or I just kind of like the look of having a couple lemons in there. <laughs> so yeah. I just slice a couple lemons and I change it throughout the day. Um, just, you know, and warm is also key too, not cold. So warm um, ginger tea when I do feel bloated. So taking ginger and just boiling it or steeping it, um, that helps a lot. Um, and then also uh, turmeric with almond milk, I drink a lot. Mm-hmm. So a lot of liquids, I think, just I feel like because when you're busy, it's easier to drink something than to eat something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also drink smoothies 
which I don't drink them too cold, but I do put as much as I can in there, like spinach, um, beets. I put you know apples and everything I can think of, and I just feel better that I've had some nutrients in that drink. That helps a lot. Um, but speaking of you know what I don't use would be caffeine alcohol and spicy foods which thankfully i've never actually been into any of those but i was just gonna ask was it hard to cut those out <laughs> no it? not at all <laughs> <laughs> thankfully yeah i've never had those three before anyways but that's what i've been told is to recommend not using those if anyone does have digestive issues Mm -hmm. um, I think that's kind of a given, but um, some of the other things that might be unusual for people to hear is I have trouble with raw vegetables. So raw yeah. vegetables, cruciferous vegetables, legumes, dairy, um, tomatoes, seeds, things with lots of seeds and um, fruits and eating their skin. And then um, those were things that I've over the years have already kind of trained myself to stay away from. Not to say that occasionally I can't eat a little bit of broccoli because I miss it. Yeah. Right. It's okay. But uh, one of the one things that's really ironic is I never cut gluten because oh, really? I, yeah, I actually worked in um, a factory that's that made gluten-free foods, but I felt like, oh, if I take out gluten, how am I going to cook for my family? How is it, <laughs> how is it going to be possible that I can maintain it? I would just ignore mm -hmm. it. So I worked everything through my diet. I changed everything. I didn't cut gluten until I stopped working as a full-time job and I was on my own and I started to try it. I tried it for about three weeks and, and I had a realization that, oh my gosh, even that one tiny percent of that blowingness is gone too. Wow. Yeah. So it did make a difference once you finally decided to go ahead and and cut that out. It did. And I just kind of hit myself like, are you kidding me, Sylvia? You're you've been doing gluten free for so long. <laughs> and you didn't even want to go try. And yes, I was I was resisting it because I didn't want I didn't think it'd be possible. But thankfully, um, I've found a way my family is very supportive. My husband cooks the way I eat. He cooks separately for the kids. The kids always find restaurants that we can all eat. So there goes Italian food. We don't eat, uh -huh. we don't eat Italian food anymore because I can't eat tomatoes, dairy, or gluten. Um, except for the ones that you can make your own pizzas. And those are great because you can make everything yourself with no cheese. So that part is great. But yeah, so really, um, and the whole idea that I've learned through being more educated since I knew about IBD and my my business is that wow i didn't realize that your gut actually is like your second brain yeah right there are uh, and this is all from like things i've learned from experts that that gut feeling that we say is not to say with like lightness that, that gut feeling is because there's like 400 million neurons in our gut that's enough of a small dog neuron. isn't that amazing right and you know our 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 gut actually that brain will continues to survive even if our brain stopped that's and, incredible yeah and so although you know we keep thinking about our mind up here well we should really focus on our down there because a lot of the immune diseases um, mm -hmm. a lot of things comes from our gut now I've one question I always ask people is really cute is what emotion do you think your stomach holds Stephanie oh. <laughs> what do you think that is uh, depends on the day. Sometimes anger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes calmness, but, uh, Right. What, uh, what kind of answers do you usually get when you ask? Well, they, they look at me like, what do you mean emotions? You know, mm -hmm. what do you mean? Well, my understanding is that your stomach holds thoughts, stress, and anxiety. So if oh. your life has any one of those things, your digestive system is affected. And yes. in our modern day, I don't think there's anybody that doesn't have any of those. <laughs> so that's so. right. So that's why we all and so most of the people I talk to when I tell them what I do, and then they get so curious to ask me, well, I have digestive, I think I've been doing dairy free because of the same reason. And I think mm -hmm. it all comes down to, um, you know, what our emotions do to our bodies each like, for example, liver holds anger. 
So, mm-hmm. you know, problems with people who are angry usually have liver problems, weak livers. Um, yeah, 95% of our happiness is determined by our gut condition. So, you know, yeah, serotonin, all that being, you mm-hmm. know, created in there is, you know, it really tells us, you know, if we're going to be sick, are we going to be immune to viruses, the quality of our, you know, of our, our blood also is going into, a lot of it is going to our gut, like everything is tied into it. And then when I realized that, I said, oh my goodness, so none of us, nobody knows that? Like, well, and it's it's so interesting because it seems like we're just now barely scratching the surface of all of this research and interest into the gut, the microbiome and how it affects all of the rest of our organs and just how it really does play a significant role in our health. And so it's, I think it's going to be fascinating another 10, 20 years. Yeah, and it will be. I think it's also beneficial because while we're healing or learning to heal our gut, we're also healing our minds. Like our overall yeah. health will be um, will be improved because just like how I always say, gluten-free foods only needs the gluten out. But nowadays when you pick up a gluten-free product, you have so much healthy attributes to that product. Yes, right? there really are. Yeah, so now if we heal our gut and learn to manage our stress and all of that, then everything else, our skin will get better, our joints will get better, everything will just kind of come into place. I think we're at a better, we are, I think health-wise, our uh, people will be more able to manage a lot more um, as opposed to taking medication for those symptoms, which are all leading because of the gut. Yeah, right. there's so much, so much that our gut plays into it. Right. I want to touch on a couple of things you kind of, you mentioned, I want you to pull out a few things and talk a little bit more into detail. But you mentioned that you eat a little bit differently from what your the rest of your family does. Your husband cooks a lot for the kids. How is that kind of juggling the different diets for you versus the kids and what are maybe some tips that you might have for other people who want to maybe tailor a little bit more what they're doing for their own diet but not sure what to do or how to make that work for a family what are some tips that you found to be helpful I think for one actually come to think of it my family has been trying to bring our diets closer together by finding mm-hmm. kind of like almost like a Venn diagram. What foods mm-hmm. can we all enjoy? And then some, what are the foods where I just have to make a slight modification and we can, you know, I mean, for example, I don't eat cheese. And so, but the kids love cheese. So, mm-hmm. you know, when I get a chance, I will have one with no cheese. I'll have it with cheese. But, um, you know, for example, pasta, I don't eat a whole lot of pasta, to be honest. But if I do, I will eat uh, the gluten-free pasta. And with so many great pastas out there, um, <clears throat> it's not as difficult as it would be before. But I think ideally, though, all of us are trying to eat more plants, more plant-based foods. And so that's where we have something in common. Um, I recently actually got, my mom got it for me because she knows I don't have time to cook. I got one mm-hmm. of those all-in-one air fryer, pressure. It just does everything. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I can throw in a couple of um, sweet potatoes in there for 40 minutes and then I I, I just I just take it out and I can just eat it as it is and it saves me a lot of time like things like okra which I would never think I would make because I don't really like okra but it's also very good for our digestion system and so I found okra that's frozen that's already cut up I just throw them into the machine and then air fry them and then the kids love them so you know, we've taken those kinds of vegetables, um, make it something that's easy. And even having the kids learn to make their own food has been really good because now they know that if they can cook for themselves, I have one less thing to worry about. And so, you know, they've really been very helpful in that way. Um, yeah. And, fantastic and the good thing too, sorry, the good thing too, is because I have a, a Chinese background, rice is mm-hmm. a staple for us. And so you could put anything on rice. So, mm-hmm. you know, we just have this one rice, we put it in and we put all our vegetables in there and it just cooks. And then, you know, we can just take it from there. So something, I think all in is usually kind of my tip these days is to make it where the kids can make their own food. Um, and then we can all enjoy more 
Uh, healthy foods like smoothies are also great. We all drink mm-hmm. the same smoothie. I just don't put things that they would put in. Like if they were to put in yogurt, I would put in like a dairy-free yogurt. And we can mm-hmm. still, you know, enjoy the same thing. That's been really great. That's fantastic. Those are wonderful tips and keeping it easy and simple and fun. And I love the idea that you're teaching the kids to cook too, because those are incredible life lessons for them to learn. Plus you're keeping them healthy and teaching them to eat healthier so that they can have those habits for the rest of their life. Right. And so because I have three kids, we've kind of, uh, we just last week talked about this where my son is all into Mediterranean cooking. Mm -hmm. Um, My daughter is likes to bake. So she bakes gluten free for me. And my Mm -hmm. youngest, she's like, well, what about me? And she's 10. And so Mm -hmm. we're like, you know what, you'll be the drink maker. (laughs) So She can make the smoothies and you know, make all the different drinks for us. So we kind of all have somebody assigned to something kind of as a a specialized or expert at and that gives them some, some confidence. That's fun. I love that. So I want to talk a little bit more about herbs. You've mentioned a little bit earlier when you do go into a flare that you find there's some specific herbs that help with that. Is there anything um, or are there any specific herbs that do help when you go into a flare or maybe you feel those symptoms coming on? Um, Well, usually the herbs that are given to me, um, they actually all write in Chinese, like the very traditional kind. And I can't really read what they're writing. Usually yeah. I just think, okay, let's just put it in the pot. And it's all different things. They're all very interesting looking. I wouldn't be able to tell you exactly what they are, which would have been very interesting if I actually pulled it out and tried to identify each one. But mm-hmm. generally speaking, the common ones would be things like um, turmeric, right? So the curcumin mm-hmm. in it has had lots of research done on it. Um, and so that on a regular basis, drinking or taken with some kind of uh, fatty, um, like, you know, if it's like a milk or not, um, you know, it could be a milk or I've, I use dairy-free milk um, is best absorbed that way. Um, ginger also has lots of... Um, helps with the digestive in terms of balancing what's going on. So because what happens really is, you know, in Chinese medicine, the idea behind um, why we have IBD has a couple different areas. One are deficiencies in our spleen, which is very, very rarely talked about. Spleen in our kidney, because the Mm -hmm. spleen is where the food that we eat transforms and transports to all the other parts of our body. But, um, you know, if we don't eat properly, we end up malabsorbing the product, the foods, and then having malnutrition, which then causes us to have tired or fatigue, poor digestion, poor appetite, diarrhea, all of those unhappen. So that's mm-hmm. one area. So that's why, you know, what we eat is also key. Um, I think what we eat a lot of here in America and Europe is we eat a lot of raw foods and cold foods. And those actually end up affecting our spleen. And in a it, good or a negative way? In a negative way. Mm-hmm. And so it stops it from being able to do its job well, which is to transform and transport those nutrients. So do you do any fermented foods? Just thinking of raw foods. um, I imagine the fermenting would maybe be, well, it is a good way to not eat the raw food, but even though it's raw, it helps to pre-digest it. Do you do much with ferments? I don't. I haven't really explored fermented foods. Mm -hmm. Um, That's one thing I actually should learn and, and look into more, understand how that applies between the raw and then the you know, because it's fermented, it's a different process. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, so that's why um, from those things, then they, in, in, in the Chinese medicine perspective, it's all about having something called damp heat, dampness mm-hmm. and heat in your intestine. And that's where all those other things trickle down in terms of, you know, diarrhea and there's blood and, you know, your abdominal pains. It's all because of this dampness. And one of the ways is to eat more warm foods and, and, um, you know, doing more things that are helping you have a, uh, a warm gut and a cold head because ultimately your head is where all the heat releases right through your eyes mm-hmm. and so having your head cool and your your warm gut is the best state for our body 
whether we have IBD or not, um, mm -hmm. to make sure that our body is functioning at its, its best. And so back to your talking about the herbs, a lot of the herbs do that is to help you balance that dampness to take it out to detoxify and, and then help your original organs perform its best as opposed to trying to take away the symptoms. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Excellent. So one last thing before we jump kind of back into foods, and then I want you to start talking about your company a little bit, but you mentioned the lifestyle and mindfulness. So what are some of the practices you do that you have found to be helpful in managing IBD mm -hmm. that are those mindfulness related things? Do you do any sort of meditating or just kind of make sure that you're aware and present during your moments throughout the day? Right. Um, so one of the things I have on my wall, which everyone that comes in the house can see is my favorite quote. It, I mean, you've heard of it already. It's a very popular one. So I have life's not about waiting for the storm to pass. It's about learning to dance in the rain. And I have yes. a, a painting with the the famous painting of them dancing in the rain with the umbrella. And that's pretty much my reminder every day that it's never going to be over. You know, the, mm -hmm. the things will just keep coming. Your inbox will never be empty. You just have to find a way to balance it. And through some um, mentors that I've been learning from, I've learned an approach to kind of follow the four Bs. So the first one is body. The second one is being, balance, and then business. That kind of helps me manage what you were saying, like family, kids, work, IBD. So the body is really to create some realistic habits and be real to myself and knowing where am I at um, for everything. Like reality kicks in when you actually sit there and you ask yourself, well, how do I feel right now? And really, what do I want to do with this area like five years from now? And from there, I started to go to the gym more often. Um, I usually would always kind of be like, oh, I got work to do. I can't go to the gym. Or, oh, the kids mm -hmm. have a schedule. I can't go to the gym. So I've been able to put in place a routine to go to the gym the first thing after I drop off the kids, get it out. If I can't go, I'll go walk my dog, whatever it takes to get that in so I can give myself a check. You did it. So consistency with the body um, being would be on more of a meditation standpoint because it's you know like a workout for your mind although it's sometimes hard to fall asleep I have to say <laughs> once in a while mm -hmm. I do catch myself but I do try to um, get in some and there are a lot of great apps that help with that uh, with guided apps that you know, kind of help you think and it's almost like a, a gut meditation like you kind of feel you can, you're thinking about your stomach and your, your intestines and you're mm -hmm. almost like really mentally working your, your mind and your, your second brain and your first brain all together. Mm -hmm. This is a great feeling. Um, then balance. So with it being always so go, 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 it's important for me to let my family know that I'm here for them. And it's a practice of mine to leave little messages in their lunch boxes. Uh, my my daughter always says, "My friends say you're so lucky to have these notes, you know." Aww. And and that is nice. My daughter is in high school, so I send her text messages, you know, hoping that everything is going well with her and how how proud I am of her. Um, my son is very mature for his age and so sometimes for him it's really just you know listening him out about all the things that are in his mind um, and mm -hmm. then for my husband you know everyone has a different way of loving others a different love language and mm -hmm. so I think that's really important to understand is each person how do they react some people just want to um, you know get gifts some people want to spend time so my husband he just wants to like do things together you know, mm -hmm. so we try to have date nights and, you know, try to keep ourselves in tune of our long, bigger picture and so that balances us and that keeps me from the anxiety. Oh, no, you know, I haven't done this in a long time. Oh, no, I, 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 have, I haven't, you know, I wonder how that person's feeling. You know, I don't have that because they know that I'm always thinking of them, even though I'm not doing anything particularly because I might be, you know, not feeling well or I might be too busy with my, you know, my work. 
Um, So that's been really great. And then the last one is simply discovering and declaring, which is just being always wanting to learn. So if you learn one thing today, try to declare it, try to tell somebody about it. And then you're spreading that as well as really remembering it because you've just told somebody what you learned. So I love all that. Yeah. What a great way to kind of organize life and to just where to put your focus and to really balance it all it really does kind of give it all this this almost like you can just breathe like here's what how it all lays out (laughs) yeah because otherwise we just keep going there's so much in our lives we have to be like strategically planning our life Um, just like a business we have departments in our personal life and so guiding that focus and that energy to knowing how how am i doing in each you're the ceo of your own life and to yeah. know of those four B's, you know, which area is lacking, we need to focus in that area until it comes back up and then you can focus in other areas. And I think if we try to do it that way, it takes away that unknown question mark is like, how am I doing? You actually see it, you can actually visualize it and then takes away the anxiety, which usually prevents us from doing you know, better than we thought we could. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love it. We're going to take a quick break here, and we'll be right back with the rest of our interview. I'm picky about the way my clothes fit, especially leggings. So many brands either sit awkwardly or pinch around my waist, which is why I was pleasantly surprised to discover how comfortable my pineapple clothing leggings are. They're silky smooth, soft, and feel like a second skin. I love them so much, they're actually the only thing I wear outside of work now. Going to the movies, working out, or lounging around the house, I'm always in my pineapple pants. Plus, they have lots of great styles, from simple black to fun holiday patterns. Visit Crohn'sFitnessFood.com forward slash pineapple and use code STEGIS for 20% off your order and find out for yourself how great these leggings are. And now, back to the show. Well, let's focus on that fourth B, that business for a little bit here. And obviously for you, food is critical in managing your IBD. That's how you're managing it. So tell me about your company, Viviva Foods, which is really the fifth B. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. It's another B. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me me about that journey. You come from, I think you said nine years in the gluten-free food industry, and you finally were able to turn all of that expertise into starting this company. So tell me a little bit about that journey. What sparked the idea and how you started to take on this endeavor and kind of what it is? Okay. So in back in uh, 2016 was when I uh, started more doing independent work because my children were getting a little bit older. I always believe that the older they are, the more time you need to spend with them just to mm-hmm. keep their, um, they know that mom and dad are there. So at that point, unfortunately, when you let go and loosen up your schedule and your lifestyle, then things start to come out, health issues start to come up. So I then discovered something that I had to get corrected. I did have some surgery and I was ending up in bed for over a month because of some complications. But the funniest thing is I've never actually done that before in my life. I've never sat in bed and Uh not done anything. It was really, really awkward for me. But I started to do some research on what I had, which was, you know, the colitis. I've never done so much research before in my life. And then I realized that, wow, I didn't know that IBD was so prominent and so much was going on and talked about online. And there was a Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. Wow, you know, I didn't Mm -hmm. know all of that. So I then decided that maybe, you know, I should start helping people like myself, who, you know, whether whatever strategy they're using to help them, um, I think I can help them with one of the problems I've had, which is never being able to find, you know, foods that are um, easy to make, I could just grab it. One of the biggest things for me was on the plane, because I could never take my cereal on the plane with me. 
they wouldn't let me bring in my own milk. And they were either not available or too expensive at the airports. You know how that feels, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then another problem I always had was um, I can't take my sweet potatoes out to eat because they usually don't taste that great. They're usually mm -hmm. kind of soggy and they're cold. So then I started to think, and I even actually, I, I even went on a wheelchair. I had my husband mm -hmm. take me to a natural product expo. Mm -hmm. and walk this huge show that I go to every year, but I was insisting I had to go and I did it. And that sparked all these other things in my mind that I kind of start to figure out what I wanted to create, which was a cereal that I could eat on the go that had the milk I could take on the plane that I didn't have to cook. I just add water because I always have water. On my on me, yeah. So that's when I started to create the company. The company is called Beviva, and it actually is my my true heart in that name because it's the name of my three kids: Benjamin, Viani, and Vanessa. I love it. So that name really represents who our family is. The kangaroo that you might see in our packaging. No, mm -hmm. we're not from Australia. I get that asked all mm -hmm. the time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but it was something I had to think of that well represented the busy mom that I was and who needed to carry the snacks in my bag or my pouch Aww. at all times. And when I had my cousin help me with designing the logo, weirdly enough, the stomach area with the pouch ended up looking like a heart in the digestive system. So mm -hmm. that kind of all kind of was meant to be that I know what my mission is. I need to help people have foods that they can take with them. They don't have to stress finding snacks they can eat and they can just enjoy life and enjoy their passions. So that's really what my goal is to do that as such. And so in 2018, after a whole year of researching, developing trial and error, I traveled to Taiwan many times to explore and test the product, um, packaging methods, all sorts of things. Um, I launched the first product in April of 2018. 18, which was last year, I launched my first website. I started telling people about it. But the biggest thing was actually going to people face to face, having people mm -hmm. try it at events and getting their feedback. We, I went to consumer events, plant-based shows. I went to Crohn's and colitis events. I went to food service, food event, business events. I even went to a functional food conference with many research doctors there who tried the oh, product. Wow. I did a lot of research, just consumer marketing and business marketing. And I said, wait, I have to stop for a second. I think mm -hmm. I can do better than this. So I spent another six months redeveloping the product to oh, wow. the point where I'm more comfortable that it is something that's really more digestive friendly. You know, I took out sugar. I use organic gluten-free oats. Um, I added pre and probiotics, added the fiber content to boost it up. Mm -hmm. And really just, it just tasted even better. So with all those, I then officially did my first official run of my products and then added two more items to it because people were asking to eat the cereal at home, which mm -hmm. I, I should mention purple. Purple is stands for purple sweet potatoes. And so mm -hmm. being able to enjoy at home and also having something that the people can drive and eat has been a common request. Uh -huh. <laughs> so I came out with a sweet potato medley chip medley, which are vacuum fried chips. So they're much more mm -hmm. healthy. Um, but, you know, if in case listeners are wondering, why did I even choose purple sweet potatoes as the main you know, ingredient? I actually wrote an abstract for the functional foods Um um, publication about oh. why purple sweet potatoes are an ideal snack for people with IBD. And so if anybody wants that, you know, to, to receive that, I can definitely email it to them. 
but um, yeah, is that something I can link into the show notes or something like that? Or? It's actually in a book, so I only have it oh, in okay. a book, but I could definitely, you know, share that because I then learned that yeah, it is a very good um, food choice because the purple. And I always say I, I've just discovered a new way to tell people to just go purple, which actually mm-hmm. came from a customer, um, and, <laughs> and snack with purpose also came from a customer. You know, mm-hmm. they've been the ones that have been helping me come up with these slogans because purple purple foods are they have a bioactive compound called anthocyanins and Mm -hmm. they are actually great for preventing cancer cells from spreading on top Mm -hmm. of that they have a lot of anti-inflammatory benefits um just just the list goes on with the, the vitamins and the nutrients. It's great for your eyes. It's great for your blood because we lose so much blood. Um, it's I think the American Heart Foundation was saying that it's like one of the best foods for um, your iron. And um, it's also great for uh, helping with anxiety. So there's just so much from purple sweet potatoes. And it was perfect because mm-hmm. I love the color purple. So it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Especially for IBD, it was meant to be. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yes. I didn't even know that until afterwards. <laughs> it was meant to be. It was. And you've was. got the the purple sweet potatoes are in all of your products, correct? Yes. And in the cereal, the obviously the sweet potato medley. You mentioned that once you revamped everything, you kind of re- launched everything and now it's very digestive friendly when did you do that was that in 2019 or the end of 2018 that you brought the new products out and was revamping it it was actually just this summer So only a few months ago when I actually uh, physically was in Taiwan, I'm very, I'm very detailed. So I was there all the way from point one to point 10. Like I just made sure everything came in exactly the way I wanted it. I had, I'm very fortunate. I feel very fortunate that I've been working with amazing people. Um, If it Mm -hmm. wasn't for that, for them and my whole, the new people that I've met in my life since the Baviva, I would not have been so much more knowledgeable and been able to create such a product. Because as much as I see, you know, when you look at the water, it's half full or half empty. Mm-hmm. As an entrepreneur, I'm often seeing it as half empty because I have so much <laughs> have to do. You know, I can't, I can't get to everything. But I have to reflect back that it is half full because I've gotten this far. And pretty much it's just myself and, you know, my husband and that's pretty much it. So that's amazing. Yeah. So and I tell myself that all the time. Now, did you have to learn everything? I know you came from the gluten free food industry, but did you have any sort of background with launching the business or doing the advertising, marketing, all of that side of it? Or was all of this you're learning as you go and taking it on? I would say that definitely has helped because I'm not starting from like nothing, like no experience. Mm-hmm. So I understand the R&D side of things. I understand the logistics, packaging, design. So I understand also the marketplace in terms of what people look for. And I had a, a leading edge there as a new entrepreneur. But in terms of marketing and sales, my experience has been very different. Um, I was in sales and marketing before, but I now see it from a different totally different angle because because of Baviva, I've learned to use Instagram. I never used mm-hmm. Instagram before, but because of that, IBD um, is much more prominent on Instagram, I've noticed, yes. than in m- other platforms. So now I understand how I can communicate with my audience and what is worth a small business to invest in. You know, yeah. Advertisement can be from all angles. And so many companies have come out with applications and tools and, and, and events to help small businesses, which I never explored before. And so I love talking to other entrepreneurs because we love to exchange the tools that we use, even Mm -hmm. from becoming parts of groups, Facebook groups that are all about small businesses. And you can get so much information just by a quick conversation with somebody and asking questions. So yes, it definitely has made a huge difference. I've done sales and marketing marketing much more um, efficient and more effective. 
in terms of meeting with wholesalers, that's always going to be continuous as opposed to like always have to focus on um, meeting the customer and what they need before you think about selling them. And so, you know, nothing changes there. You always have to be learning about the other person first. But generally, um, yeah, I, I see definitely it's helped a lot, but it's come a long way because I've been able to do it at my own pace so I can actually do more research and for the better of the company, Baviva can um, look more of the brand that I want it to be because I'm not trying to do everything. I just want to yeah. do one thing and I want to make that one thing successful. So focus has really helped. It's so incredible. It seems like you've climbed Mount Everest in this past year. <laughs> I would I don't think I would have any idea on where to even start and so it's just incredible how how fast and how much you've put into this. It's just from the research and developing the product and coming out with it and to have it here now. So incredible. And well, I didn't mention that, that Mount Everest took lots of white hairs. So <laughs> <laughs> my daughter is always helping me with that. <laughs> I try my best. I, I, yeah, I, I try my it. best. But, you know, certain things, I mean, I, I feel like internally, though, I feel like I am as I, I don't usually get excited about birthdays. But mm -hmm. these days, I'm thinking, you know what, I should celebrate my birthday because, you know, being healthier and feeling good and having yes. you know, my kids, you know, that's all worth celebrating. So I'm doing a birthday marathon this, this year. I'm going, that's to, awesome. I'm going to do one <laughs> little thing each day just before and after so that it feels like a whole week of little things like getting pictures done with my kids or, you know, going out yeah. and getting a new outfit for myself or just little things. I think for people with IBD, you know, every day should be a birthday, but I think when you're, it's your birthday, it's nice treat to give yourself a reason to pat yourself, you know, double on the it back. Is. I think that's really there's important. Good, there's good in every day and it's important to focus on that and to really do something every day that's enjoyable and fun and, and positive. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I got to say, I was telling you a little bit before we actually started recording, but I, I got my first pack of Viviva foods. Uh, they came in the mail yesterday, so I opened them all up today, and yeah. they are delicious. I love the sweet potato chips. Are They're interesting because I've had them from you know the grocery store before, but these your, your Viviva chips, are they're almost like a slightly sweet. It's got a, a really nice texture, but a great flavor. Um, the bag is not going to last the whole day. <laughs> I already know I'm going to eat that. And the, the granola, I love the granola. It's got, I love crunch. Like I love having a crunchy kind of food and the ingredients like you were talking about before are just really simple. They're whole foods. I mean, it's just, there's no crazy additives and all these weird things that you don't want to eat. It's just the, the sweet potato. There's rice. I think there's some coconut flakes mm -hmm. in there, but yep. just a, a really delicious, good for you blend. That's so. so good to hear. Yes. I, I am really happy to hear when people try the products and, you know, at first I was worried, well, the people here in America usually like to have very salty and sweet preferences. Mm -hmm. I wonder how they're going to take these products because there's no salt and there's really no sugar in these products, Harley. And, and surprisingly, you know, maybe it's just the, the audience is just getting more comfortable with just wholesome products. Like you don't add sugar when you eat, you know, well, I guess you do. Some people add sugar to sweet yeah. potatoes, right? But most really, of the sick Americans do. But. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but it's sweet enough by itself, right? You don't really yes. need to add more sugar. And so exactly. the whole crunchiness, though, is one thing that we have to maintain. We do mm -hmm. like crunchy. And so when we can get something that's wholesome, but ha gives you that satisfying crunch and that convenience, like the chips are in a resealable bag in trying to imply that you don't have to eat them all at once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trying so, to imply. Trying to imply. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, a lot of times we just, we just keep eating because of the flavor. It's addictive. You finish the yes. whole bag, right? Mm -hmm. It is. Yeah. But your flavors are just, it's just the food. It's just the sweet potato. <laughs> oh, I know. And, and, it's, and it's addictive. And I hope you can also, you know, give the cup a try, the purple cup, when you go, um, you know, if you're out and about for like a camp, if you're going hiking or camping or mm -hmm. going on a plane, I always pass through TSA 
And I always like to take a picture of myself with my cup because I just <laughs> passed through TSA with my purple. You know, you just add water and the, you know, the purple milk is always a favorite for people to look at because it's purple. Mm -hmm. um, and I didn't realize how big oat milk was here until, you know, I already had the product out. And then I hear oat milk is a big thing, you know. And I was like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> that's that's, that awesome. works nice. So they worked hand in hand. So it worked out really well. That's wonderful. So yeah. is there anything that you're developing next or thinking about that you're able to share with us or maybe give us a, a something to entice us with of what else might be coming out in the, the Baviva food line? I'm excited that you're asking me that because a lot of times podcasts, I hear people talking about that. I'm like, oh, that'd be nice for someone to ask me. <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> uh, um, well, I definitely want to add a beverage to this whole line so that mm. people can be able to drink their purple. Yes. Um, and I also want to then launch a second line similar to the whole purple line, but with another type of ingredient, another favorite. So that I'm going to hold off until I actually have that firm. Mm -hmm. But it will okay. be kind of like a replicate of the whole purple line, but then a second line with the same, but just a different oh. flavor. Other mm -hmm. ingredients are the Ashley we've talked about today. Um, and so really help with adding some variety and even other kinds of chips, other kinds of vegetables that are not commonly seen in North America, uh, mm -hmm. many of them more Asian type vegetables. Um, and although the flavors might not might be a little bit interesting at first, but with enough research backing up the reason why it's good for people with IBD is probably enough reason for me to give it a try. You know, not one to um, want to ha do something that's already out. I kind of like to do things where people have never done. Yes. And so that's why I think I'll, I would definitely give it a try. And with, you know, a growing um, following, um, I would definitely be able to reach out to customers and ask them what they think. So this is very different from before as when I didn't have that. Now mm -hmm. I have a group of um, people who believe in what I do. And I think that will really boost my confidence in launching something that might be a little bit risky, but I'll have some more, um, you know, confidence in bringing it out. I think you're building a, a dedicated following. You mentioned earlier you had one customer purchasing the uh, Purpo all-in-one cereal cups by the by the hundreds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. Yeah. Well, actually, no, because you're into fitness a lot. I, I actually am very mm -hmm. impressed with how much fitness you've done since you were like 10, I think, right? You've done Quite a so while, much. Whole yeah. yeah. So, you. yeah. And so by understanding how you know, important it is to have, you know, pre-workout food and post-workout food and mm -hmm. being able to have something that's a little bit more hydrated, but that's not too heavy. Um, those are kind of the words and the, the phrases that I heard from customers that tended to be people who were on the go all the time and, you know, and actually my slogan is tummy friendly snacks on the hop and <laughs> with the I, kangaroo, with the kangaroo. <laughs> but I had someone in uh, Europe actually one time tell me, so do you know what on the hop means over here in Europe? I said, what's it mean? What's it mean? She's like, it means unprepared as if he was warning me that that's not good to use. And I said, actually, that's perfect. Because <laughs> it's not prepared. Exactly. <laughs> you prepare it, you mix it up, and then yes. it's prepared and ready to eat. <laughs> or that we're not, we are not prepared. You know, mm -hmm. we are not prepared to find a snack. So that's why we need to have purple is because you're on the go, you're not prepared. And it's so, true. and so a lot of these things are very interesting when you talk to people and learn from different cultures. Um, and, you know, many people tell me that, oh, you know, what is purple sweet potato? And I'm also very happy. There is um, purple sweet potato grown in California. So, oh, wow. yeah, so that's really, you know, it's great. And if you've ever seen a real purple flesh sweet potato, uh, look out for them because there are differences. There are different purple sweet potatoes, some that are purple fleshed and some mm -hmm. that are purple on the outside. Where are they typically grown? They are grown here, which is great. I've been buying them at some Asian stores have it and some mm -hmm. of the health food stores have it. Um, the ones that are made in the purple product are from Taiwan. 
and they actually have perp- they have a sweet potato museum over there because oh, they do grow they? <laughs> yeah because they grow so much sweet potatoes. And Japan is also very popular and and if you ever wanted to look into it more, um, there are there's also studies about those who've lived long in terms of longevity that sweet mm-hmm. potato is a staple item. And in certain countries, certain countries specifically, purple sweet potatoes too. Oh wow! So that's so yeah, that was very interesting for me. Like, wow, didn't think of it. So you know, now being Thanksgiving coming up, yes. this whole month of I've been cooking with sweet potatoes a lot in the kitchen. <laughs> purple just, ones, <laughs> purple ones. I love purple <laughs> ones, but I'll co- I'll make all colors and just play with it and experiment with them. I'm going to have to be on the lookout, see if I can find some sweet potatoes around me, see if I can bake one up and add more sweet potato into my diet. You got it. I see so many people posting recipes and I just love how they can be so creative. And one of the things I love is to be able to work with these people that are coming to me to say, I want to try your product and I want to make, you know, do something with it. And, and I'm, I'm so excited when people tell me they're going to do a recipe with it. So, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I'm really, I'm excited for your brand to grow, for the food line to grow, because I think real, you know, whole unprocessed food has really become a, a major focus for not just IBD, you know, folks, but for just fitness and health in general. I think people are looking for simple foods with simple ingredients, real foods, and you just hit the nail on the head with that. And I've noticed, Thank you know, you. the more I get, more I get into the IBD community, I think a lot of people really are now starting to understand the impact that food has on on our digestive system and just our overall health. And so it's, I think it's coming at the perfect timing and we definitely need it. And I'm sure you, you probably run into that a lot too, of just finding that people are wanting these type of foods and wanting to be able to heal themselves using foods and holistic and just natural ways, letting our body rest and heal and take care of itself. Well, definitely, because I would encourage if listeners haven't gone to any of your local conference or um, conferences or events for IBD, definitely go. A lot of the doctors are invited to speak, actually talk a lot more outside of from what you hear from them during the appointments. They tell mm-hmm. you a lot up close and personal. They tell you the perspective on eating and alternative um, methods or ways. And, mm-hmm. you know, as much as they are not saying that they don't work, they just can't support or tell you because of lack of research and lack of studies mm-hmm. for many factors. And so when you are able to talk to them outside of the office and get to know people in the industries, usually dietitians or nutritionists are there, then you really are a lot more charged up to um, tackle your, your own eating lifestyle and diet. And it just, things really take off from there. I think it's really important to um, realize that there are lots of things out there um, for meditation, acupuncture, yoga. Um, if anyone's ever heard of belly button healing, that's one. Mm-hmm. Um, I know even for your rebounder, right? Mm-hmm. I am. Yes. Yeah. So all those ways are out there. You just have to go out there, explore. I don't think anything here can hurt you. You know, nothing here mm-hmm. has a side effect. It's just what you believe you want to try and then stick to it for a period of time before you can decide if it's suitable for you or not. I think that's really yeah. key. Very well said. That is key. So we've been talking a lot about Baviva Foods and Purpo. And so if people want to learn more about these products and find these products and follow you and learn more about you where can they do all of that online so the first place to go to is bevivafoods.com <laughs> i do my best to make it simple from there you can decide if you want to go on social media our handle is Baviva Foods to keep it simple perfect and if and you're, you're on pretty much all the social media correct you're on facebook twitter Instagram, Pinterest. That's right. We try to be in most right now, I think would be mostly Instagram and Facebook more. So yes, Mm -hmm. I would love everybody to let me know, you know, how if they've listened to me on this podcast, I would love to um, be connected so they can email me as well, which would be sylvia at bevivafoods.com. 
Perfect. And our products can be available on our website. They can also be found on Amazon. So you oh, can fantastic. just go to bevivafoods.com slash Amazon. And we have a little store there. And um, I'm looking at growing. I'm looking at helping people find Baviva in purple when they're traveling at, you know, airports, hotels, mm -hmm. in hospitals, in college campuses. Uh, we get a lot of interest from these few areas I just mentioned. And so, yeah, I would love uh, any questions or suggestions will always be welcome. That's fantastic. Well, I can't believe how fast an hour has already flown by. Oh, but I tried to keep it simple. Yeah. <laughs> and we just scratched the surface, really, though. <laughs> uh, well, I do want to say, if it's anything, I know one of the questions you had mentioned is, what do I want people to know about the disease? Is that IBD yeah. stands also for incredibly brave and determined. So oh, I love that. a big applause to everybody who has IBD, who has done so much to, you know, fight for their health and to keep up with it, um, to try new things, but always get medical attention first and just study and follow your gut. That's ultimately what it's all about. Follow your gut. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything else that I didn't ask today that you wanted to share before we get ready to wrap up? Um, I think we can leave that for the next episode. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when you launch that second line. That sounds good. That's a good target for me. That's great. Stephanie, I appreciate oh, that. <laughs> that'd be wonderful. I'd love to have you back on. So Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for talking with me today. I love just your perspective on life and balance and everything you shared today. So thank you so much for sharing your journey and introducing us to Purpo and just helping to raise awareness for IBD. My great pleasure. Are you ready to give Purpo a try? Find out for yourself how delicious and gut-friendly these on-the-go snacks by Baviva Foods are and receive 15% off your order when you use code CFF15 at checkout. Visit Crohn'sFitnessFood.com forward slash Beviva. Thank you for listening to the Crohn's Fitness Food Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have an IBD story, either as a patient or a family member that you'd like to share as a guest on this podcast, or if you have a topic you'd like to hear about, send me an email at crohn'sfitnessfood at gmail.com. If you'd like to learn more about me and my Crohn's journey, follow me on Instagram using at crohn'sfitnessfood or visit my blog for in-depth articles about my struggles and victories with Crohn's through diet, fitness, and lifestyle at www.crohn'sfitnessfood.com. And finally, remember, be strong, be grateful, and be the warrior that you are.